Salt Company, what is up? Yeah! Uh, my name is Joe Nealis, and I am the associate salt director here, assistant to the salt director, office reference. Yes, all right, anyway, pretend like that didn't happen. Um, I am pumped to be here tonight. Uh, we are excited to finish off our series called Foundations, where we are looking at the foundations of a healthy follower of Jesus. And so over the past few weeks, we were looking at Bible, community, and now we're looking at mission. But I want to start with a confession. Um, sometimes when I drive and I'm with my friends, I can 100% zone out and focus way more on the conversation than when I'm actually driving. Anybody like that? Anybody willing to more? Don't trust those people. Don't ride in the car with those people. So... <laughs> um, so there was, there was one time specifically when I was on the phone with my mom and having a great conversation. And I'm like, yeah, mom, how's it going? Like, oh, I'm doing great. How are you, mom? Are you doing great? Blah, 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 blah. And we're having a great conversation. And meanwhile, I like blow through a red light, have almost no clue. And so like, imagine like I, I'm having a leisurely conversation with my mom. They're like, hey, you know, I'm good, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, everyone else on the road is like, stop this man, man, pull him over! Oh my gosh! So I 100% blew right past this red light, and literally as soon as it happened, I knew that I screwed up. I was like, <laughs> in the middle of my conversation with my mom, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, shoot. So I was, she was like, oh my gosh, honey, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could have died, but it's okay, I'm fine, right? Um, but what happened there? I forgot my mission, right? My mission was to get home safely, right? And I totally forgot about it. I was way focused, I was way distracted on something else. And sometimes we can be like that. We can 100% lose focus of our mission, or maybe even just live as if we don't even have a mission at all, or any any clear sense of calling, any clear sense of purpose or why I'm here, or any clear sense of mission on our lives, and we just kind of drift through life. Maybe some of your friends, you're here at DMACC, and your friends are at universities, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I really wish that I could have just gone to like Iowa State or something, right? I'm kind of stuck here at community college. And as a result, you just kind of shut your brain off. You're just like, well, you know, like, while they're doing real life things, I'm kind of stuck here at community college for two years. Woo! Glad to be here, you know? And you just kind of drag your feet and you just kind of go through the two years and you kind of put, you know, when you're going to class, put your headphones in because it's like, I'm not trying to talk to anybody. And you just kind of go through the season of your life kind of without any clear sense of calling or, or purpose. And have you guys ever asked yourself the question, why am I here? What's the purpose of all of this? God, why did you create me? What is this? What am I trying to do? Like, what, what am I here for? And that's a question that all of us want to know the answer to. It eats at us. And we spend the majority of our lives, if not all of our lives, trying to figure out what the heck this is all for. What's my mission? What am I supposed to do? Especially college students like you. 
And you're practically begging God, show me a sign. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, what major should I do? Like, what do you want me to do with my life? Like, did you, like, did you create me to be a florist? Or like, did you create, you know, whatever the heck it is. But you're like, God, show me a sign. What is it? What do you want me to do? And so tonight, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your purpose. I want to talk about your mission. Because in order for you to know how to live your life right now, you have to know why you're here. You have to know what this is all for that determines how you live your life every single day. You have to know your mission. And if you guys remember last week, Daniel did a pretty great job. Two-year-old handwriting, it's fine if you guys could read it. But he, he took the whiteboard and he drew out the, like the Venn diagram of, man, these are the three foundations of a, of, a, of a healthy disciple, a healthy follower of Jesus. And he talked about Bible, community, and mission, right? We talked, the first week was, man, a, a, a healthy disciple enjoys spending time with Jesus and his word. Just a fact. A healthy disciple is a part of a community. Daniel talked about how being, they're being a part of a community where they're serving other people like they were served by Jesus himself. And now this week we're going to talk about mission. And the reality is we need to have all three. We can't just have Bible and community. We can't just have mission and community. We can't just have Bible. We, we need all three to, to, to really be in the center And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the last foundation, which is mission. And the way that we're going to figure out what our mission is, why we're here, is we're not, I'm not not here asking, oh man, what does Joe Nealis really want? Like, what does Joe Nealis think his mission is? Why does Joe, like, why does, what is the purpose that Joe Nealis has? That's, That's not the question I'm asking. The question I want to ask tonight is I want to ask, Jesus, what do you say that we're here for? You created us. Surely you have a purpose. Surely there's a mission. And we all want to know. So turn with me in your Bibles to John 15, because here at Salt Company, we... Nice. Nice. So let me kind of paint the picture for you. In John 15, Jesus, he's getting closer and closer to the day that he gives his life on the cross. He knows the day is coming, not a surprise to him by any means. He knows the day is coming, and so as a result, he's being incredibly intentional with the words that he's using. There's something about someone's last words that makes you really want to draw in. Okay, what you're saying is massively important. And at this point in time, Jesus is even closer than he was in John 13 when we talked last week to his death. And here's what's going on. Jesus, before he leaves, he wants to make sure that his disciples know what their mission is. And he wants you to know. He doesn't want you to be unclear on what your mission is, on what your purpose is. Look with me at John 15, 1 to 5. And before I read, I want to say something. Um, I think often when we read the Bible, we're like, all right, great, get to the explanation point. Uh, I want you guys, as I'm reading, 
I want you to treat this like it's the highlight of the night. Because we are listening to God's words to you. We are entering the presence of God, and that's not a small deal. That's huge. And so as I read, I want you guys to imagine Jesus literally being right here and speaking to each and every single one of you. Because this is God's word, and he wants to speak to you tonight. So let's look at John 15, 1 to 5. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit, so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. The first point is connected. If you're taking notes, point number one is connected. And in this point in time, in this passage, Jesus is using a metaphor to communicate holy and divine realities to us. It's almost like he's peeling back the curtains and showing us the reality of the world that we live in. He's describing our relationship. Everyone here, your relationship to the creator of the universe. And the way that he describes it is he uses a metaphor. He, he speaks about a vine and, brad, and branches. And in this metaphor, the father is the gardener, Jesus is the vine, and you are the branches. And Jesus explains to us that those who are connected to him, those who are connected to the vine, they're the ones who produce much fruit. And fruit, fruit is not literally like bearing fruit, like go to the hospital if that's happening to you, that's a little weird. Bearing fruit, bearing fruit. When Jesus says bearing fruit, he's speaking about, uh, he's speaking about, being and looking like Jesus in everything that you do. Bearing fruit is looking like Jesus in everything that you do. And Jesus says that it is impossible to bear any fruit without being connected to him. Look with me again at John 15, verse 5. Jesus says this, the one who remains in me, right, stays connected, and I in him produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. Ooh, plant. <laughs> um, do you guys know what the function of a vine is? The function of a vine is to flow and to pump nutrients and life into these branches. I have no idea if this is overgrown. Probably overgrown. Is it overgrown? I don't know. It's my roommates. I stole it from them. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the, the function of a vine is to pump nutrients and life into these branches so that they can bear leaves, so that they can grow and, and produce beautiful and growing leaves. Guys, the vine is essential to the life of these branches. So I'm going to ask you a really stupid question. Are you ready? Um, 
Which branch is going to grow leaves? The one that's connected to the vine or the one that's connected to nothing? Which one, A or B? A. There you go. And it, guys, it seems, it seems so clear. It's abundantly clear. I don't have to explain these things to you. It's not revelation. You're not going to leave and be like, you will never guess what I learned at Salt Company tonight. Can you believe it? My garden's going to change forever. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. But, guys, this is exactly like our relationship with Jesus. If we want to show that we are his, if we want to bear fruit for him, we have to stay connected to him. If, if we want to look like him, if we want to bear fruit, we have to stay connected. That's how we grow. That's how we bear fruit is to stay connected to him. Because Jesus is the one who gives spiritual life that flows in your heart and enables you to walk in obedience to him, to, to be with him, to look like him. So are you staying connected to Jesus? Are you spending time with Jesus and his word? Do you speak to him? Do you worship him? Are these things a part of your life? Are you staying connected? Because if so, you'll bear fruit. And that's what Jesus wants. And if that's you, if you're bearing fruit, Jesus says that pruning is coming. Pruning is coming. Look with me again at verse 2. Verse 2, Jesus says, speaking of the Father, he says, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. Do you guys know what pruning is? Pruning essentially is when a gardener takes what is weighing a plant down or a tree down that is hindering it from growing and producing more fruit. It snips off those branches. So Jesus is saying that if you are connected to the vine and you're bearing fruit, the Father, out of his love for you, out of his desire to see you become more like Jesus, He'll slice off the branches in your life that are keeping you from looking more like him. But it's only to produce more fruit. As of November of 2019, I started to get really sick randomly. Um, there'd be days when I wouldn't eat I would lose weight. I don't even have that much weight to lose. So I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening, you know? And, um, but I was getting really sick just randomly. I don't, I don't know what it was. I would go to the doctors all the time. I was basically like a regular. Like, they knew who I was. Hey, Joe, what's up? I'm like, happy to be here, you know? Like, great, lifetime membership, sweet. And um, but I was there all the time. And I mean, blood tests and scans and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And during this time, I, I'm terrified. <laughs> and I did what most people do when they're sick. They go to WebMD, which is not very helpful. And I go and some of my symptoms are lined up with stomach cancer. I am terrified. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's crazy because it's like, man, it's so funny to say it now, but I remember literally for like two or three days being terrified and crying out to God, being like, what? At the time, I was 21. I'm like, I'm 21. Like, 
There's so much life I have to live. I'm not, like, I, I want to get married, and, like, I, will the church even hire me if I'm just going to get sick all the time? And will I get a job? And in my life, it just was like, what's going on? God, are you punishing me for something? Like, I, and I just was condemning myself, and I was just living in this condemnation, and I was so confused, and I'm crying out to God, God, would you, would you just help, would you relieve me? I don't know. Show me. Help me. And it was a valley. And God was near. I remember on multiple occasions knowing and experiencing God's presence in my life. And I wouldn't trade that season for the world. And sometimes it still is a valley. Sometimes I still get randomly sick and I don't know why. But walking with Jesus in that season has caused me to bear more fruit. It was a season of pruning, and God didn't do that because he hated me. And he doesn't prune you because he hates you either. He does it because he loves you. He does it so you can produce more fruit. And in my case, it went from taking my trust down to here to, like, up here. And God was growing fruit in my life. And another example is, man, as a result, now I have a special sympathy for those who are suffering and who are sick. And so God has, is using me and has used that season of pruning to help me to, to continue his work, to, to minister to people who are sick and scared. That season was not wasted. God was pruning me because he loves me. And he does the same with you. But what is our mission? I just set up a whole intro of like, why are we here and what's our, what's our purpose? But I've just, I'm not, what is it? Like, is it here? And, and what does staying connected to Jesus have anything to do with our mission, why we're here? Let's keep reading. Uh, read, let's read the first half of John 15 too. And we're going to jump down to verse 6 after that. John 15, 2 says, Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. Jump down to verse 6 with me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Point number two is disconnected. If you're taking notes, point number two is just disconnected. And at this point in time, Jesus is continuing his metaphor of the vine and the branches. And he makes it clear that every branch in him that does not bear fruit, that doesn't look like him, will be thrown into the fire. As a gardener, you're looking to see which branches are producing fruit. Right? Like, if there is... If there is a branch here that's dying, I'm going to get rid of it because it's not doing what it's supposed to. So if you see this bad boy, you don't want this. You cut it off. You remove it. It's a dead branch. It doesn't have any, it's not doing what it's supposed to. You cut it off. 
Jesus in verse 6 builds off of his statement when he says that he, in verse 2 he says that they'll, like, that they'll be removed. He builds off of this in verse 6 and he says, and we'll read it again, it says, they gather them, throw them into the fire, and are burned. So not only will this dead branch be chopped off, it will be burned. Do you guys hear the, the warning that Jesus is sharing with us? Jesus is saying that the Father will chop off anyone who says they're a Christian and is not bearing fruit. That's what he's saying. They'll be chopped off and thrown into the eternal fire where they will be punished for all of eternity. At the end, when you meet Jesus face to face, you will either have fruit on your branches or none at all. When Jesus is speaking here, he's speaking to people who think that they're part of Jesus. They think that they're, they're, they're walking with him when in reality they're they're not, and it's proven by the way that they live their lives. There's no desire to be with Jesus. In Psalm 27, 4, it talks about, man, my one desire is to be in the house of the Lord. My one desire, that's all I want. That's the heart of a Christian. That's the heart of a disciple. And man, maybe you're here and, man, you don't identify with that. You might, like, you would look back and say, man, I remember one time I, I prayed a prayer. It was like five or something. Prayed a prayer, and I think I'm saved. Like, that's what happened. Like, I don't know. But there's no life change. Jesus has nothing to do with your daily life. Nothing. And Jesus is very clear. He's calling you out of your self-deception. He's saying, if that is you, and you bear no fruit, you will, be, you will be thrown into the fire. You will be in hell for eternity. Jesus is saying, it doesn't matter if you prayed a prayer. Are you staying connected to me? That's the question. Are you staying connected? Are you spending time with me? Are you speaking with me? Do we even have a relationship? Because if not, it says very clearly, you will be cast in hell for all of eternity, and that's terrifying. It's a sobering thought. Those who are not connected to Jesus and thus who don't produce any fruit, they will be sent to hell forever. Disconnected branches don't survive. Disconnected branches don't survive. So you're probably thinking, still don't know what the mission is, Joe. You're talking about vines and branches. Why am I here? You told me you tell me. You told me that Jesus was going to show us what is it? And how does being connected or being disconnected have anything to do with this mission? 
Look with me at John 15, 8. John 15, 8. Jesus says this. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. So the third point is the mission. If you're taking notes, the third point is the mission. And the mission, according to John 15, 8, the mission of every person in this room is to look like Jesus by bearing fruit. That's your mission, to look like Jesus by bearing fruit. That's God's mission. You want to know what, the, what God's mission is for you? That's it. To look like Jesus and do that by bearing fruit. So maybe, maybe you're confused. All right, a mission, mission, is a, mission is going somewhere. Mission is, is, to, is to move forward. You're telling me that my mission is just to bear fruit? That's what Jesus is saying? Guys, don't miss this. Bearing fruit is a journey. Because bearing fruit means staying connected to Jesus and following his lead wherever he takes you. It's a journey. It is your mission. Because in following his lead, you're constantly on the move. You're constantly looking for ways to look more like Jesus. How can I care more for the poor? How can I love my enemy? How can I, you name it. You're on mission and you're looking more like Jesus. That is your mission. To look more like Jesus by bearing fruit. So earlier we saw Jesus calls all of us to, to, to be connected to the vine. He said that we, we were just looking at it, we talked about it for a little bit, to stay connected to the vine. Do you guys know why that's so important? You know why that's so important to the mission, to, 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 to look like Jesus? It's because that's the way that we live in God's mission for our lives. That's the way. Is when you stay connected to him. That's the way that you live in God's mission for your life. We can't live out the purpose we were created for unless we're connected to him. It's impossible. It's literally, it's like if this branch was like, I can bear fruit, check this out. <laughs> Nothing, right? It's literally impossible. To bear fruit, to look like Jesus, you guys stay connected to the vine. We want to know something. Many of us want to be connected to other things. We want to find our mission, our purpose in something else. For a lot of you, you're just kind of drifting through your day, day to day. You know, we talked about it like, man, you're, you're like, man, I just kind of, I wish I was doing something else. You just kind of drift through your day to day. You're just trying to get through life. And instead of living for, in, in your created purpose, you're looking to find your purpose in anything else. You're trying to stay connected to something else. So to find out what your mission is, right, what you believe your mission is, we know what Jesus' mission is, but to find out what you think that your mission is, here's the question I want you to write down and ask yourself. If I finally had blank, I would be fulfilled. I would feel fulfilled. Write that down. If, if I finally had blank, I would finally be fulfilled. I would finally be happy. 
Maybe for you, the mission that you're trying to connect to is to be the funniest person in the room. You're craving approval because only when you have that, you can feel fulfilled. Or maybe for you, the mission that you're connecting to is is to be seen as the most influential or powerful person in the room. Look, man, everyone's coming to me. They all know my name when I come here. Man, that's that one. If I had that, then I would finally be happy. Then I would finally feel fulfilled. When people see me and know me, that's, that's what I want. I want to be influential. Or maybe for you, your mission is just to be a salt company leader. You want to be on leadership. Man. If I only became a leader at Salt Company, I'd finally be fulfilled. I'd finally be all that Jesus wants for me to be. I would finally be fulfilled. But know this. Those vines that you're connecting to don't have the power to give you life because they don't have any life to give you. We know this not only because the Bible tells us, but we know it because of our experience. So if you're trying to be the funniest guy in the room, guilty, uh, when someone walks into the room and they're funnier than you, guess what? You're crushed and you're bitter and you're angry at that person a little bit. You don't really want to show it. But you're like, dang it, man. Like, why Daniel show up? He's so funny. Dang it. hate that guy. (laughs) Um, Or maybe you apply for leadership and you don't get it. You know what happens? Because you had made that your mission, your purpose, you put so much weight on this thing, what happens when you don't get it is you are crushed. Not only crushed, you're angry. You're angry at me, Daniel, Amy, Rachel, and you're mad at the people who got the job instead of you. And you're thinking of all the ways, man, man, you hired this person? Man, they don't know this, but this, 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 this. I'm way better. Why couldn't they just see that? And it crushes you. It's the same thing with any other thing that you're trying to connect to. You are always consistently going to be crushed. If I can be honest, the mission that I can frequently be tempted to connect to is I often try to make it my mission to have everyone in this room like me. I want everybody in this room to love Joe's leadership, and Joe's just great. Man, we love that guy. I can very easily make that my mission. I can very easily, and I'm tempted all the time. And to be totally honest, I can still, I can do that all the time. And here's the thing, when I get it, it feels pretty good. I feel pretty good about myself. But as soon as I don't get it, as soon as I don't feel like someone is respecting me or doesn't like me, it crushes me. And it is the source of a lot of fear. Oh man, what? Are they going to like my preaching? Like, are they going to, you know, are they, are they going to be excited to see me? And I just think about myself and I, and I make this the mission of my life. When in reality, that was never what I was created for. And that was not what you were created for either. Your created purpose was to look like Jesus by bearing fruit. That is what you're created for. And that is precisely the reason why everything else will always, 
always, always let you down. Because you weren't created for it. That's not what you're created for. So as a result, it's always going to let you down. So I want to talk a little bit about the disconnected branch that I talked about earlier, right? How does that fit into mission? We know now pretty clearly the connected branch, how that fits in. That branch, it represents the person who's not living according to God's mission for their life. They're looking for it in anything else. This is the person who seeks to find their purpose in mission in anything else but looking like Jesus. They don't seek to connect to Jesus at all, and as a result, they bear no fruit. They are not living out their created purpose. They bear no fruit. And as a result, Jesus says that they will go to hell for all of eternity. And that's heavy. So the question is, do you want to know if you're living on mission? Do you want to know if you are living out your created purpose? Jesus says in John 15, 8, prove it. Prove it. And the way that you prove it is by bearing fruit. When you're looking around, you're like, man, oh, I, I am bearing fruit. I, I'm, I'm continuing and I'm connecting to this vine. I'm, I'm growing. I'm bearing fruit. I'm desiring to do the things that Jesus would want me to do. And that is evidence of saying, man, I am living in God's mission for me. I do know that. I am. I am walking with him. So look at your life. Are you bearing fruit? Are you constantly seeking ways that you can follow Jesus in your life? Are you, doing, are you, are you, are you willing to follow Jesus wherever he takes you? Are you bearing fruit? Are you looking like him? Are you living in God's mission for your life? Because it is by the fruit that you bear that you know whether or not you are on mission with him. This brings us to point number four, the joy of the mission. If you're taking notes, it's just the joy of the mission. Joy of the mission. In John 15, Jesus has just given us the mission for our lives, and we've been unpacking that for a little bit. He gave us the mission of our lives, and then Jesus says some pretty radical words in John 15, verse 11. Look with me there. John 15, verse 11. Jesus, Jesus says, I have told you these things, right? I've told you your purpose so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. What? Joy may be complete? I don't know what that means, but I know it's a good thing. My joy, you're, that he's saying that when we walk and we live in the purpose and the mission that Jesus has for us, there's real joy. And isn't there, isn't there something, like, isn't there something joyful about, about connecting to this vine? Isn't there something joyful about being on mission with him? I, I can't help but think of people in this room who are doing just that. I, I think of Ian, I think of Luke and, and, and Nick and Jake and all these people who are memorizing scripture together so that 
they can look more like Jesus and, and to be on mission with him. I, I think of people like Q, who had a, two conversations about the gospel this week. What? That's incredible. People who are actively on mission with Jesus saying, Jesus, I'm connecting with you. I'm relying on you. I will do whatever you want me to do. I think of people like Jenna Steffen, who is incredibly intentional at meeting people at Salt Company and making them feel seen and valued and heard and felt like they're, that they're welcome. And every single person that I mentioned, and way more people, I could go on for a while, but these people have joy. They have joy. Why? Because they're living according to the mission that Jesus has given them. And the one thing that's different about this mission than any other mission that, I, that, that you could possibly try to connect to, the, what, what separates this mission that Jesus has given you from anything else, is that nothing can take away this mission from you. Your life could be completely wrecked tomorrow. Your friends abandon you. Your house is taken. I don't know, I'm just, I'm just coming up with things. Literally, your life could radically turn upside down and your mission would still be the same, to look like Jesus and to bear fruit. That's where the joy is, friends. That's where it is. So I want you guys, I want you guys to choose tonight to live on mission with God. It's what you were created for. Where else could we go? This is the mission. And I encourage you tonight, choose to live on mission with him. And that mission is to look like Jesus by bearing fruit. Let's pray. God, thank you for your love for us, that you would show us, man, what our relationship is like, that you would show us that we can know what our mission is, like why you created us. We're, on, we're, we're always asking, we're, we're, we want to know so badly what is our mission, what is our purpose, why are we here, and you've made it so clear to us. You want us to look like your son, Jesus. God, capture hearts tonight. May those who, who were living for other things and were, were asking you to show them what your, what, what your mission is for them, Lord, would they be captivated by Jesus tonight to connect to him and not connect to anything else, but to connect to the vine that will give them life and give them purpose and give them joy. We pray this in your son's name. Amen.